0: welcome to our two-year anniversary. Uh, First, I wanted to say thank you. Will you help me real quick and thank you, our Rise Church teams and all of our volunteers that set up and did it. Come on, like make some noise. Let them know you're thankful. Uh, Man, church cannot be done by yourself. And uh, if it was just left to me and my wife, we probably would have been at some park somewhere with no chairs and no fun. So uh, I'm so glad that you're here. Hey, I got the best gift I'm going to give all y'all today. Y'all ready for this? I'm gonna give you a short sermon. Come on, somebody. Everybody say amen. They're like, yes, Lord, thank God. Pastor, don't be long-winded today. You I will not. So you can go dunk Pastor Jason in just a minute. Uh, we'll have a kitty ride thing over there. We got new, brand new merch. Uh, you can guys see some of our shirts and stuff like that. And then the great our great vendors here. Make sure you patronize the vendors. Please go buy something. Everybody say, I will buy something. I don't care if it's a water bottle, go, go take care of them, it be really, really good. Well, hey, man, I'm so glad we're here. We're actually in the middle of a series right now called uh, Let's Talk Family, and I thought what would be the most important thing to do today is to talk about what we call spiritual family. Everybody say spiritual family. Here's what I know is that no matter what family you came from, no matter where you got uh, you, your, your family background, whether you come from a full family, complete family, mixed family, no family, that what I love about God, one of the best things that I love about the Holy Spirit and what he does inside of communities of local churches is that he brings all kinds of people from all kinds of places to make one great spiritual family. Everybody say this, say, I am in a spiritual family. And we've been talking about how really a winning family for many of us is is really simply this. It's a group of flawed individuals loving God and leading others to loving God. And guess what we can do right now? You and I can do that. So no matter what kind of family you come from, we can do that inside of our church. I'm going to read you a scripture. It's found in 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel is kind of in the Old Testament. This is after David had beat Goliath. How many of y'all know who David is, right? We all know most people. You don't even have to be a Christian to know who David is because we always say it in football like, David... Beat Goliath, you know. This is the David and Goliath story. It's that David. He's already defeated Goliath. And he's in this king's court. A guy's name is Saul. And he starts to play music for him and minister him. And he says in 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 1, it says this. As soon as he finished speaking to Saul, this is David. The son, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. Everybody say knit. knit. Come on like you mean it. Say knit. knit. He said it was knit. And then Saul took him that day and would not let him return to his father's house. This is important. He says, then Jonathan made a covenant with David. Everybody say Covenant. That's important because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan stripped himself of the robe and was on him and gave it to David and his armor. Everybody say armor. And even his sword and his bow and his belt. And David went out and was successful wherever Saul sent him. What the Bible was saying is that David and Jonathan made a covenant. They did what we're doing. They did what we're doing. They made a covenant in spiritual family. You know why they did that? It's because he knew that they were stronger together. And I'm going to pray. We're going to pray in just a second. We're going to preach real quick, and then we're going to have some fun in just a second. So let's pray. Father, we love you, God. Thank you that you sent Jesus. Lord, we're happy to be a part of a spiritual family. Thank you for giving us family. Thank you for you being our good father. Thank you that we can find our brothers and sisters in Christ in this place. And I pray that today you'd give us a message for our hearts in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. You know what, what? I have a question for you today. What do you think of when you think of... Church. When I say church, what do you think of? When I say church, what comes to your mind? When I say church, what kind of feelings rise up? When I grew up, you know, depending on the church you come from, some of y'all came from the pew church. You know what I'm talking about? The pew church. How many of y'all grew up with pews in your church? If y'all don't know what a pew is, it's a long wooden bench that they created to torture you. you Yeah, they Like why couldn't they just put a pillow on the pew? You know what I'm saying? And then somebody got smart and they started making uh, uh, chairs that had padding on them, who'd have thought that the Lord would move on somebody's heart and make a chair that was comfortable? How many of y'all remember angry preaching? Y'all remember? Y'all, y'all, I grew up in a church where I didn't know. I, I was kind of sure there was a heaven, but I was sure there was a hell. Anybody else? I knew exactly I was the Turner Burn preacher. How many of y'all remember going to church and you had to wear three-piece Suits, Y'all remember the three-piece? Come on, ladies, you had to have your hair all did, and you had all kind of crazy things, and now we get, look, some of y'all are in shorts. Some of y'all thank you, Jesus, that we have freedom to wear what we need to wear at church. But we grew up all in a different kind of church. When God says church, when when God thinks of church, he thinks of spiritual family. He thinks of a a group of flawed individuals coming together, loving God, come on, and leading others to to love God. God. There's a great scripture in Ephesians chapter 2. I want to read it. This is a great transliteration of the Bible. It's called the Message Bible. And don't be all offended if you don't like that. It's all good. It's all the Bible. What I'm trying to tell you is I want to give you a message from this particular passage of scripture that Paul was writing to the church about what God was building when you and I come into places like this. This is what he was building. He was building it. Ephesians chapter 2. It says, you're no longer strangers or outsiders. Isn't that good to know you have some friends? He says, you belong here. Everybody say, I I belong belong here. here. You belong here. He says, you belong here with as much right to the name as Christian as anyone. This is what he says. God is building a home. He's not building an event center. He's not building a country club. He's not building a social status. He's not building some type of hierarchy. He's not building some place where you can come in and you have to try to social construct and figure out where you fit. You already belong. He's using all of us. Introspective of how we, irrespective of how we got here and what he is building. He used apostles and prophets for the foundation. Now he's using you and I, fitting it brick by brick, stone by stone. Christ Jesus is the cornerstone and holds us all parts together. We see it taking shape every day after day. A holy temple built by God for all of us built into it, a temple which is God. And he said, this is quite a home he's building. I love what Paul says. God is building a spiritual family. This is what it is. It's a set of non-disposable relationships that that you and I commit to in the context of local relationship. And if that's true, we need to know how to win in our spiritual family. I'm going to give you three quick points real quick as the sun comes out and starts torturing us. Three quick points on how to win in spiritual family. Everybody say, I want to win. Come on, like you mean it, shout, I want to win. Here's how you win in spiritual family. Number one, you think we, not me. You think we, not me. Every time I walk into a church growing up, I always thought, how can I get something from this place? That's not how church is built. If you look at the church and what you're trying to get from it, it's always going to fail you. It's always going to mess with you. It'll never be what it needs to be. It'll never give you what you want it to give you. That's what God's for. Local church is a context of believers. It's a bunch of people coming together, loving God and leading others to love God. We need to think we, not me. When David soul was knit to Jonathan it says knit the Greek word there uh, or the Hebrew word there knit is kashar it actually means to bind together or to be stronger you need to know this that you and I are stronger together and we'll never great families are built on people who are not selfish they walk in they think we not me what can I give to this place what can I be a part of They're unselfish family members you know this if you're a parent come on you know this when's the last time you ate anything you liked around your kids (laughs) when's the last time you watched a movie you really wanted to watch it didn't happen. Why? Because you're sacrificing for the sake of the individuals. We need to do that. How do we do this? How do we think we, not me? We need to come and bring someone to church. Let me just tell you something right now. You need to come back to church. We 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 need to come back to church. There's a place inside of our hearts that only the local church can fill, and it's done through the God and through his context of his local spiritual family. I'm telling you, you and I need this. Not just you. I need this. You and I were designed and built that way. We need to come and bring someone to church. Second thing is this. You need to uh, don't get lost in preference. You don't need to be lost in preference. Every one of us comes in here with the way you wanted to hear music, and it probably wasn't the way we played. It. but that's okay because it ain't about your preference. It's about spiritual family. So don't get lost in your preference. And third is, is this is submit your personal vision for Jesus's vision. Guess what? We don't do my vision here at this church and I'm a senior pastor. So if we can't do my vision, we're doing God's vision. How about we all agree? Let's just do God's vision and then we'll all keep walking in the same direction towards him. Amen. Number two is this. Here's how we're talking about how to win in spiritual family. First, you think we, not me. Second is you find your circle and commit. I like what first Samuel says. It says, then Jonathan made a covenant." He found his place and he committed. We need to find our circle yeah. in this church. Yeah. Yeah. I hear this all the time from people growing up. Man, I don't like cliquey churches. That's not true. Everybody likes a clique. They just want to be a part of one. Right. Yeah. Everybody wants to be in a circle. They just want to they they all like circles. They all like friendships. Here's how you get a part of a circle. Y'all ready? This is going to be groundbreaking. You go get a part of a circle. <laughs> Deep thoughts today. Pastor Aaron I hear people all the time say, I can't find any friends, but you stay at home and you don't call nobody. No one says hi to me, but you don't say hi to nobody. Bible says if you want to be a friend, show yourself. Come on, Friendly. friendly. So I'm just telling you right now, it doesn't matter what your personality is. Go find your circle. Second thing is this. You need to commit. You need to get committed in your heart. You need to actually take a moment and actually get committed. You actually got to take initiative, yes, but then you got to find this thing called covenant between your brothers and sisters in Christ. If something happens and you get offended and you walk away, you were never built on covenant. You were built on contract. Contract is about the other per- what you're trying to get from the other person. Covenant is about what you are trying to give to the other person. That's what happens in marriage. You're destined to fail in marriage if you think of it as a contract. When you go into that thing trying to get something from your other spouse, I'm going to talk about this next week. If you want a teaser to next week, I'm talking about marriage next week. How many of y'all want to hear something good from the Bible about marriage? I do. I'm married. I need help. My wife needs help. I need help. You need help. We all need help. Let's all just come to the grips. We need help. So come back next week. We're going to talk about marriage. But covenant is all what marriage is. And you and I inside a spiritual family, we're built on covenant. We're not built on contract. This, this, this idea of cancel culture that's permeated our world is not godly and it's not of the Bible. So when we have a disagreement, you don't go, all right, we're done. When you have a disagreement, we have a conversation. We talk about it. We walk through it. We actually are built on the blood of Jesus Christ, and that's thicker than anything. So we have, com- we have covenant. We don't have contracts. So we want to walk into this thing going, I'm thinking we, not me. But then I'm also going to find my circle, and I'm going to commit. I'm at this church. Local family. Hope of the world. Last one is this, is the third one is this, is be vulnerable. Third way to win, be vulnerable. I like what he said. David said he stripped his armor. Means he made him vulnerable. The one way you win in spiritual family, the one way you win in family is you be be vulnerable. The best relationships are the ones where you got, come on, you got vulnerable with that person, right? Right? Where you found something inside of you and you said, you know what? This could hurt me, but I'm going to open up. Because when I open up, I can be loved and hurt. But I can, I can be loved and hurt. I can be loved. You got it. The only way you get true love is if you're vulnerable. We do that by giving and receiving grace. Giving and receiving grace. What, why, here's why this is vulnerable when you give grace. You want to know what you're saying? I'm giving you the right to hurt me again. When you receive grace, what you're doing is you're asking them to give you the right to hurt them again. Come on. When you're, but, 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 when you're vulnerable, true intimacy happens. What you and I are looking for is spiritual family. That's how you win here. We think we, not me. We find our circle and we commit. Come on. And then we, we find the best ways to be vulnerable. If we do that, come on, our spiritual family can't lose. And we'll be able to do not just what God has done in the last two years, but we can actually take it to the next step and keep going because God's not done yet. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, God, today, Lord, that you are here. I thank you, Lord, that you're speaking to us, God. You've given us a word today. And, Lord, this might be a little unorthodox in how we're doing outside church. This might be some odd. These are unorthodox times. I know today, God, you have a word for us, and I pray that we would commit to spiritual family. We would think we, not me. God, I pray that we would find our circle, and I pray that we would be vulnerable in every aspect that we can. Lord, it's today that I know you are moving on people's hearts.